Hey guys, before we get started on today's episode, if you are looking to start a side business, maybe you are interested in bringing in some extra income so you can fund your passion projects, those things that you feel called to do. In this podcast, we talk about step up, use your voice, make an impact, but sometimes podcasting or writing books or blogging and all that stuff takes a little bit to bring in some income. So maybe you want some creative ideas of ways you can fund the work that you're so passionate about. Listen, I have three ideas for you. These are ideas that I have personally used that's going to help you come up with the perfect side business idea. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, or you can go to heatherparody.com forward slash side hustle. Again, that is heatherparody.com forward slash side hustle. Or again, the easiest way is just click the link in the show notes, and I'll send you over three ideas that I've personally used over the past few years that bring in extra streams of income online. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. Guilt blocks money. It's really important to get that guilt cleared out. I like to say shame blocks success and guilt blocks money. I've always felt immense fear. I was born with several causes. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind. But I teach people how to summit. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. What up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. And today we're talking about money, 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 money. Uh, Not just making money, like all the logistics and work your tail off and all that, but what about all that internal junk in the trunk about money? Sorry, I've had too much coffee today, y'all. We've been talking a lot about uh, spirituality lately, money blocks, poverty mindset, all that stuff, because as unconventional leaders, some of us have some colorful backgrounds from some things from our past that we're working to overcome, and we're wanting to step into this calling in our lives. Sometimes there's a lot of spiritual emotional blocks there that are keeping us back from achieving what we want to achieve. And it's easy to point and say, well, maybe I don't know enough and maybe I need to work harder and all that. And there are elements where that may be true, but often there's something deep, deep, deep down that maybe we're not even conscious of that is blocking us from that next level. Can anybody in the back say amen? Can can you relate to this at all? I know I can. I had the honor of connecting with Abby Rohr, who is a master healer, karma, and anxiety expert and certified big money business coach. She works with business owners, entrepreneurs to free them from money, sales, and success karma, blocks, and fears and teaches people worldwide how to self-heal their karma and anxiety so they can achieve their dreams and thrive in business and in life. What is money karma? Well, you're about to find out. We also talk about why we feel so guilty talking about money and why she believes shame blocks success and why guilt blocks money. Oh, y'all, this is a powerful interview. I was just fascinated with this conversation. But before we get started, if there is anyone in your life who struggles with money, has money blocks, 
maybe you've had that conversation with them. They're stuck in a kind of poverty mindset, struggling with things from their past and really want to level up mentally when it comes to money and success. Make sure you screenshot this episode, share it with them. We want to impact people's lives. Thanks for being a part of our tribe. I just want you to know I am so, so grateful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get into this powerful interview with my friend, Abby Rohr. This work really came to me through other work that I was doing around anxiety. So I came into the money conversation and the, and the money karma work through, um, through the avenue of helping myself and helping other people to heal anxiety. And in the, the method that I use is a, as an energy healing method. It came to me spiritually in 2009 and I've been using it with people around the world ever since it works over distances and all of that but money really wasn't top of mind for me I was really just working on helping my back then my students and my um, my clients to heal anxiety and what happened is that I was spiritually guided and the words clear your money karma just poured out of me at one point and I began to uh, as I began to see wins money wins in my clients and students and it wasn't a plan it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't my plan it just began to happen that my clients and students began to have money wins and I went with that so what does clear your money karma mean what does that mean yeah so what it means is that I clear the energy of um, of blocks that are in the nervous system. So, so I clear the nervous system of energies that are trapped, like the energies of fear, um, energies a lot of times of emotions like shame and guilt and fear, even anger. Things that we are, um, grievances that we're holding against ourselves and others that interfere with our money, with feeling comfortable about sales or visibility for entrepreneurs, because I work primarily now with entrepreneurs. And I'm clearing the energies out of the nervous system. And so when I say energies, what I mean are the sensations that are uncomfortable in our bodies. Mm. As we are stepping forward in business and money dealings, we're having work focused on our minds so much, right? In the fear that's in our heads. But what I've found is that up to 80% of what we think is in our heads is being driven by trapped energies that feel like sensations a lot of times in our bodies. And sometimes those energies don't have a conscious sensation associated with them. But what I'm doing is I am clearing those energies and this word I'm looking searching for that I can't remember right now, dissolving those energies. And when when I do that, when somebody's dealing, for example, with, you know, in a sales conversation, for example, maybe they feel a a big lump in their throat as they're trying to talk about their pricing. And so what I'm doing is I'm focusing with them on the pattern that comes up where repeatedly they feel that lump in their throat. And what I'm doing is energetically dissolving that lump. And when I do, the fearful thoughts in their heads clear out about that particular issue and they can step forward with ease into having those pricing conversations as if 
that never plagued them. And so they just move forward. There's no effort involved. They just move forward naturally as if they never had that problem to begin with. That's so that cool. Sense? Yeah, it does. That's like a physical sensation. So what I was thinking about is yesterday in our group, we were having this conversation about uh, guilt with charging. And I was wondering when you were talking about this physical manifestation, like if there's a uh, reincurring emotion, like let's say guilt uh, for, for charging or charging a certain amount, is that stem back all from the same thing? Is there like a commonality there or is it situational by person of why we feel so guilty talking about money? Yeah, it's person by person. Everything that I'm doing, even even when I'm clearing for groups, which I do, I run groups and I clear guilt for the group, for example, around issues like this. Even when I'm doing that, the healings themselves, they work uniquely for each person. So I might be doing a blanket clearing for the room, but what's happening is that each person is getting exactly what they need to clear out their guilt. Is there any... Can can you give us any insight into it? Because I know, you know, we can rationalize it all day long. Like, you know, I told you before, you know, if you grow up poor, you know, I can logically reason why I would feel this way or that way about money. Is, Is there logical reasoning with this stuff or is it like internal spiritual stuff that we may never really understand and is there? Does that make sense? Sure. Um, well, in my world, What I'm doing is I'm clearing energies that are the energies of guilt. So let's just talk about that for a minute. So to me, uh, what I see are the energy of the guilt can be trapped. For example, it can be trapped on a soul level. You may not even have conscious awareness of it, but it's trapped. You can... Uh, have guilt uh, that's trapped in your organs or trapped in your chakras, if that's a word that your audience knows. It can be trapped anywhere in your energy field. And um, guilt blocks money. So it's really important to get that guilt cleared out. I like to say shame blocks success and guilt blocks money. So I do a lot of guilt clearing. (laughs) That's interesting. I brought up that word. So that seems like it's common that you deal with then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wow. And and mostly when I'm talking about karma, I'm not um, talking about the typical, maybe the typical conversation about karma. I believe that karma is um, not the universe or God punishing us, but It's the grievances that we hold against ourselves that are really keeping us trapped. And so, for example, if I had a perception when I was three years old that I hurt someone and I'm still carrying guilt around that, I am literally hanging on to that grievance against myself. So there's a lot that we, there's so much that goes on for us energetically and unconsciously that that affects our money, that affects our success and our confidence, right? Mm. So all of this stuff affects our self-worth, our self-perception, all of that. Can you dig into that even more? That really struck a chord with me when you talked about, you said grievances with oneself. When did you come to that conclusion? Can you just dig in a little bit more about what that means, how that manifests in our lives? Sure. So 
I'm really speaking to you very much from my own experience of clearing for myself, healing myself, and also with my clients. And so, so this information has become clear to me over time as I have done this work. Um, anytime we hold a grievance against someone else and we can't forgive them, Ultimately, on a spiritual level, we are holding that we have grievance against ourselves because spiritually speaking, we are not really set up spiritually to hold grievances against anyone else. And so even when we're holding a grievance against somebody else, something we can't let go of, we have a secondary grievance against ourselves, if that makes sense to you. So if somebody hurt us and we can't let it go, we are energetically carrying both the grievance against that other person and against ourselves. Does, does that make sense? It does. And that starts to affect our body physically and then also too some of these uh, things that we're wanting to bring into our lives like money or success or healthy relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when the energies get cleared out, it uh, just... Overall, when these energies start to get cleared out and they get cleared out kind of layer by layer, issue by issue, when they get cleared out, it's like that you are no longer, um, you're attracting more of what you want and you stop repelling what you want, if that makes sense. So you, you start to attract more of what you want and less of what you don't want because there's no friction anymore in that in the energetics of the relationship or the transaction. So, so you can pick up like sitting with someone, you can kind of pick up where there's certain energy blocks with them. And then you use your energy to kind of, excuse my elementaryness here. No, it's good. But uh, just break it down for me a little bit. So energetically you can feel something that may be blocked within them and then you can pull that out of them. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, I so what I usually do is is they come to me and we identify some kind of pattern that's, you know, that's a block for them. Yeah. And then I ask them to feel into it and to really get a sense of what's going on in their body, mm. if they can, mm. because so much of what, again, so much of what we think is really, there's a whole lot of stuff going on physically yeah. that we tend to so often just ignore and try to get on with our lives, right? Or try to get on with the business at hand. And so what I have them do is feel into that issue and so that they can have a felt sense of it and really like gain awareness about that. And then what I do is I get spiritual guidance layer by layer to clear away what that sensation is and Literally, somebody can go from, you know, the worst uncomfortable feeling, intensity, it might be a pain, it might be something um, that's really tight, like they feel like it's sitting on their chest. And as we go through the healing process, that intensity of it, you know, off the charts, uncomfortable, will go to peace, just complete peace. And when something's cleared, so I'll use that word when something's cleared yeah. it and it's and we really get to the full clearing of it it's a permanent clearing so I was going to ask it you will that. not yeah it will not come back 
Now, um, you know, sometimes there are layers of things. And so, of course, we have to clear all the way down to the soul level about these things. Wow. Oh, I could ask you so many questions. This is so fascinating to me. Um, you know, I was thinking this morning, I was, I was working out and I was thinking about, you know, money mindset and all that. And I have two little girls and I, I text my husband and I was like, I, I want to be so intentional about my own healing around these topics because I, I know that these little eyeballs, I mean, logically, I know that they're just hearing me and they're seeing me, but I was wondering too, just from like a mother and a daughter perspective and our children, like energetically, are we passing this stuff down to our kids as well? So there's all kinds of things that happen, right? So I do clear energies that come within the lineage, but we there, there are many different things. So when I'm working with someone... Um, yes, I'm feeling those things, the, not just the messages that we take on from our parents, but also the energies of, you know, money and fears that we take on from our lineage. Yeah. So I also clear things around that. And, the, and, and um, so it happens between, you know, parents and kids. It happens between um, just the energy of you know, past generations. And it also happens in our relationships with our partners, right? We, wow. we can take on certain kinds of loyalties. So some people in your audience may find that their money is limited in a way because they don't want to outshine or out earn someone they love. So that can also be a factor. And that ha so that can happen in families too, as we grow up and we may not want to out earn a parent. That happens a lot in people that I do. I do something called money karma diagnosis for a lot of people. And there are so many things that come up in those money karma diagnosis, like money ceilings and success ceilings and these loyalties where we don't want to, we don't want to hurt someone and, or we fear that we would hurt them if we outshine them or out earn them in some way. That's, that's so interesting. You know, one thing I've, I've always wanted to ask somebody about this, uh, either who was, you know, spiritual or really successful about whatever, because the balance between success and spirituality is such a mystery to me because I understand uh, what you're saying about these blocks and allowing abundance in. And I've heard that a lot on different shows I listen to, but then logically when I look at um, quote, what you identify as a culturally successful person, like out in our world, there's a lot of really uh, broken, uh, seemingly unhealthy people who have a lot of money and a lot of success. And in your opinion, is that something that they're getting blocked in other ways? Um, like how are you attracting like, seemingly really positive, awesome things in your life and yet still struggling with a lot of like addiction and pain and sometimes just being flat out asshole person, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that we're all here on a different, you know, I think we're all on a spiritual path, uh, whether we know it or not, we're here to evolve, we're here to move forward. And, but we're all in different places in terms of our souls. So we might be interacting with people that are on a totally, you know, they're here for a different purpose in this lifetime. They might be here to wake a bunch of people up in their world, right? Or they might be, um, they might be here taking on karma rather than releasing karma. Does that make sense? Tell me more about that. 
Yeah, so I do think that there are some people who are here. Um, so, so I do believe in past lives. That's part of my work, although I don't go into a big exploration about that. I'm very much about just clearing out whatever stands in our way the fastest way possible. But what I do see are some people, especially spiritual entrepreneurs, they're often here to shed karma and to clear this stuff out. And that's why they're so intent on the spiritual path. But I think there are other people who are not, that's not their purpose in this time around. So their purpose might be, maybe they're a young soul, maybe they're, um, or maybe they've got a bigger spiritual purpose to shake up the world or evolve society in a certain way. Mm. Um, there, you know, we tend to, kind of think we're all here doing the same, you know, on the same even playing field. And I don't, I don't really think that we are. I think we all have um, a certain journey or a certain part of the journey that we're doing. Maybe there is one fixed journey that we, that humanity is on. Mm -hmm. um, or our souls are on over the course of many lifetimes. But I think that we're all on different parts of that journey, but we tend to judge one another as if we are all in the same place doing the same thing. Does that's, that make that's, sense? No, that's really powerful. And that's a huge aha moment for me because I didn't realize that's what I've been doing this whole time is assuming that we're all in this linear path when everybody is here for different purposes and causes, which I know this is a little off topic of money, but I, I'd love your opinion on this. Um, I grew up in evangelical Christian Bible Belt Church, and this was a term that they used all the time, which was um, uh, predestination, like people were put on earth to do certain things. Like, let's say I was predestined to be a doctor, and I was going to save 1,400.5 lives. I don't know. And, you know, just like these very specific things, like a calling on your life, and it's unchangeable. Um, in your experience and all the things you've explored and learned, do you see kind of our, our calling, our end game in this life as uh, kind of set in stone, or is it something that we mold and adjust as we go? I think we mold and adjust as we go. I do think that many, many of us have a specific purpose. And I think many of us have a lot of work to do before we can really clear the pathway to really um, being a crystal clear version of that, uh, you know, of yeah. um, bringing that purpose into the world. And that's one of the reasons why I work with so many spiritual entrepreneurs, because they feel like I'm you know, I'm showing up in my purpose, but I'm really having a problem gaining traction in the marketplace or, or breaking through the money stuff or whatever. And, but I do think that there is um, a way in which spirit or God or whatever, you know, whatever word you want to use is trying to use that push within us to a purpose. You know, so many of us feel that we do have a purpose. and feel an inner push to fulfill that purpose, but at the same time, we feel blocked to do so. And I think so much of that is because our spirit's using that purpose and that push within us to evolve us and to get us to clear all the, you know, anything, any friction that would show up um, or interfere with us fulfilling that purpose. Wow. 
So what are the steps? Like, let's say someone's listening and they're like, which I'm sure there's many, you'd say they could really identify with everything that you're sharing and they feel stuck and trapped and, you know, logically they understand that, but maybe they feel really lost on what to do next. I mean, you have services. Um, what, what else is there? And what do we do? Help us, Abby. What do we, what do we do? We feel like something's blocked. Do we, can we identify that in ourselves? Um, or is everybody blocked? I just for 40. I don't know if everybody's (laughs) blocked. Um, I, I don't know if everybody's blocked. Maybe some people are here and they're just sailing along and it's, you know, it's easy for them, Hmm. but many, many of us are blocked and there, you know, there's so many things. Um, I don't think there's any kind of like linear roadmap, right? I could tell you that in my world, it's really, really important to not just you know, get stuck in your head, but to actually notice what's going on in your body. Because so many people tend to just like, I'm living my life from here up. And I'm not talking about, you know, doing yoga or meditating or all of that. I'm just talking about as you go about your life, notice that if you are resisting something or feel blocked in a certain way or you're in um, some kind of a a moment of stepping into visibility and you're feeling uncomfortable about that and you think that it's all going on in your head notice what's happening in your body and to pay attention to the fact that as you take your at the actions in your life, you are in a state where you're not just trying to manage, maybe you're in a relationship and all this stuff's going on within you, but you think, oh, it's all my head. You're not noticing that when you're having a conversation with someone, that you're at the same time trying to not manage all the fears in your head, maybe, or the thoughts in your head, but you're also trying to manage what's going on in your body. So there's more going on than most people realize. And um, so that, I guess, would be a first step is really starting to get in touch with what's really happening in your whole being here. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, taking whatever steps feel right to you to break through any of these blocked places. So for some people, you know, everybody's different. And for some people, maybe I often recommend journaling as a, you know, a certain kind of journaling where um, you're just dumping your thoughts on paper. And um, so years ago, Julie Cameron wrote a book called The The Artist's Way. And I love, right, love the morning pages. The morning pages, honestly, I think when I first discovered them years and years ago, um, they really saved me in a, in a big way because I, I just committed to doing them. And the other thing I recommend, though, is I recommend that if somebody's going to journal like this, I recommend you tear your pages up immediately because I think there's a really important thing about, um, first of all, giving yourself a totally safe space to put to listen to yourself. And if we reread those pages, and Julia, I remember she said something like, put them away for six months, put your journals away for six months. I think it's really important just to tear them up because if you reread them, you're going to, you know, we tend to judge ourselves. And 
a lot of my clients, um, especially when I was really immersed in, in helping people with anxiety so much, a, a lot of my clients would reread those pages and just judge themselves so terribly, so harshly. And I wanted to give them a really safe space to just listen to themselves, acknowledge um, their own voice, right? So the other thing is, if you are doing that journaling and you leave your pages around and somebody else might come across them, then you have the risk of somebody else, you know, kind of reading them, which is, which is a, you know, a feeling of maybe you'd feel betrayed or whatever. So I just recommend tearing them up and making them, yeah. Um, and of course, if... Um, if they're at a place where they just want to get these energies cleared. And so a lot of my work is, um, you know, gaining insight, but also clearing, taking that step to resolve this stuff. Mm. So that's what I'm about. I, um, I love to, I'm on a mission to clear these energies. Awesome. It's like a, um, it really is a drive for me to help people to just, get rid of this friction and, you know, especially around business and money and success. So um, reach out to me. I'd love to help. Well, that is needed. I'm glad you're on a mission because it's needed. Abby, where, where can people connect with you? They can connect with me at my website at abbyroar.com. I'll spell that because it'll probably be in the show notes, but it's A-B-B-Y-R-O-H-R-E-R. Com, and there's a contact um, tab there that you could just click on and, and leave me a little message. Awesome. That will be linked in the show notes and check it out because she has some really cool success stories that are just mind blowing there about, about what she's been able to do with her clients. Uh, our very last question, and I'm so sad because I literally think I could talk to you for three hours about this. It's fascinating. You know, normally I dig in with, with guests about just kind of their background and we just kind of dug straight into the work today. But I did want to know, you mentioned something in when we were talking that was interesting. You were talking about, you know, the artist's way in the morning pages. And you made this statement that when you started morning pages, that that was something that had really saved you at that point in your life. And although none of us really know what was going on at that point in your life or what that really means for you, I was wondering if you were to go back and sit with that woman back then, Abby, whatever was going on in your mm. life. And just share with her one thing and it doesn't have to be around that practice of morning pages, but just something that you would want her to know now that she needed to know then, what would that be? Wow. I'm getting full body chills as you're asking me that question. I would, I think what I would say to her is keep, don't give up, keep going that, and that some deep part of you knows the way through this pain. and. And I did find a way through the pain. We didn't talk about all that, but, um, you know, there, there's always hope. And there is always a way to heal these things. We just, when we're stuck in those moments, we just have no idea how to do it, right? So, um, so for me, I was able to process a whole lot of stuff on paper. And at the time, I really needed that. Um, I needed to own my own. I needed to own my own story. And, and I didn't realize we were going to talk about journaling today, but, but writing really helped me to do that. And then I moved and was given this 
you know, the healings, which allowed me to move through all this stuff faster and easier. So, uh, but both parts are important depending on where you are in your own process. So I would say to her, just don't give up, keep going because there really is a way through. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.